Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Oh, say, can you see? So proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Hi, listeners. Joining us now, my co-host, Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It's just um, we do these weekly shows, and when we start in April, it seems like it's going to last forever. And now we're kind of coming down the home stretch and, you know, had a made a trip up to Jennerstown Saturday evening. And um, it's just... um, it was a good way to end the season up there, crown champions. I'm not going to steal anything from Billy Rebar's report, but it was great to make my way through the pits and, and see some familiar faces again. And, uh, you know, another nice crowd. And you can definitely tell fall was up on the mountain now, Don. Well, when we talked to Billy, he discussed all the champions and a lot of the special things that happened there. But one of the things that I was pleased about, we had uh, that Auto Racing 101 about a month or so ago to tell the drivers to pay attention to how they thank their sponsors. Well, the feature winners and champions must be listening to the show because Jonathan Habershack had notes and he covered all his sponsors. All the champions did a great job with that. And I think one of the Burke holders has his sponsors on his dashboard on the passenger side. So when you look through the window, you can see all your sponsors. So I think we made some, we made some major progress there. And I'm proud of all these guys. But on your trip to, to Jennerstown, you went up to the mountain. I understand it was chilly. It was chilly. Uh, it just you never know what Western Pennsylvania is going to bring. Uh, it definitely was not a night for shorts, but uh, a lot of hoodies and some jackets on. But while I was up there, 
uh, we pretty much knew the, the champions were the races were close, but some of them were, you know, ultimately if you started and you finished, you would win. But I had a chance before the evening started to talk to our good friend Barry Audie, and Barry's now a eight-time champion, consecutive championships in 21 and 22, Don. But I was going over Barry's stats, and he finished second on Saturday evening. So that would mean out of 20 races, he's finished 21 times in the top five, and he has 10 victories on the year. And I, I think the listeners will enjoy Barry's interview because I kind of re- I can relate to Barry the way that you can relate to Bill, uh, you know, Barry's dad. And it was so nice when you sit there and we're trying to talk and these people were coming up to him. And I said, no, you you take care of these guy, young guys that have questions. And you know, he has the nickname, the professor, which you think he's like a college professor. But in a way, he is because he's teaching these young kids the ins and outs of asphalt racing. It, it, it sounds like you had a wonderful trip up there. Uh, I think with the weather and the season winding down, everybody's going to need to take a little break here, but uh, you give them a couple of weeks and they're going to be chomping at the bit again. But we'll be able to keep them posted the first Monday of every month, uh, November through April, and uh, then we'll fire things up again because uh, early in April, the Jenner time's moving up their opening day. It is in, in- Again, that's all weather permitted, and I've heard you know Billy Rebar talk about it, and I was you know talking with you know the owners last night, and Don, out of twenty one races, they got twenty races in with the only rain out being opening night. But as I was walking through the pits last night, I, I see the familiar number eighty three, uh, you know, back in the pits, and. I don't want to ruin the interview, but she did a, a great job, Cindy Shellis. You know, she bumped up a division that she's a little bit more comfortable in, uh, won her heat race, and it was kind of funny. She got into a little bit of a uh, altercation with, towards the end of the race with uh, Greg Burbage, and she put a p- post on her Facebook page. I finished. Uh, the car was so fast, I literally blew the door and quarter panel off. <laughs> I have a wonderful interview with Steve Singo, the Charger champion. Very proud, uh, hard-working guy. It just, uh, it was a pleasure talking to him. What he did, he said if he does the interview in the house, the dogs are barking. So he always goes out in his pickup truck to do his interviews. So we, we don't have to deal with the dogs. Um, well, I don't want to ruin anything with the interview, but I'm sure he discussed how long it's taken him to get a title. And like we said, I'll... Let you know you and Steve share that with the listeners. But Don, a cup about a month ago, I, I you know I come up with ideas every now and then. And I pop them in my head, and I say I want to try something. And we have a, a great group of young ladies down at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, we got uh, Emmy Laboon, Zoe Knight, Abby Gindelsberger, Sadie Snatchko, Paige Jones, Samara Weaver, and Kirsten Chernick, and. And most of them are all in the young guns. Some of them are bumping up to the hobby stocks. But I told you, I said, I want to try a little something different. And my recording abilities are they're, they're none. And so I want to thank Bill Korch. Uh, we kind of, you kind of reached out to him and said, you know, Dave's got something crazy. So we're going to 
I think it's going to air on the show, and it's just it's kind of a theme that uh, girls just want to have fun. And it is a beautiful interview with all those young ladies. And prior to the uh, taping, they had all won a feature except one, and she went ahead and scored a victory on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, Sadie was the only one that uh, hadn't picked one up yet. And, you know, great group of young ladies. And, uh, you know, hopefully they will continue in the sport. But to see them there and the enthusiasm, you know, it's a really... It's a breath of fresh air. And we also have the report from Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with announcer Tyler Harris. Howie Bayless has a nice interview with Joey Catellus. And I have a question. I'm trying to decide who has more family members in racing, Catellus or the Knights? Because it seems like they're everywhere. Well, I can honestly say right now it's probably the Knights got maybe a couple that are going at one time. But if you go with the Catels, there's, there's there's dad, the brothers, cousins, uncles. You know, you <laughs> like I said, in any given day, you don't know which one's running where. But uh, it, it's great to see family involvement, and you know, you, along with family involvement, Don and you talk always talk about you know the women involved in you know how they take care of the teams. I have never worked with and met so many families that over the years, and it's been a long time for me, that they're lifelong friends, you stay in touch with them, and it's just, uh, it's something that you don't see in, in the other sports. Well, famous quote, Lynn Geisler, when he quit driving, I said, are you going to quit racing? He said, I can't, I won't have any friends. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, unless you're there, we could talk about it a thousand times and teach a class on it until you witness it firsthand, the camaraderie, and you know, do we have ups and downs sometimes? Yes, but that's part of racing. But in the end, generally, the, like you said, and we're, you know, we were talking about Barry Audi earlier, you know, the friendship that you had when you met his dad, it was a lifelong re- relationship, Don. It was, and it started, it was kind of funny how it started. I was uh, thrown out of Schmuckers for trying to put uh, Snooky Williams into the wall because he had been leaning on me, and they gave me two weeks off, and I pulled into Jennerstein, parked beside Bill Audi, and like you said, lifelong friendship, one of the best things that ever happened to me, and uh, if I'd have known that, I'd have probably went up there sooner and then when i talked to barry uh after dad passed he said you know dad has a picture of your car uh right above his toolbox and i thought wow that would that made me that humbled me uh because to have someone hall of fame guy uh, excellent driver engine builder car builder you name it uh to uh think that much of my friendship that he had my picture on the wall hey the uh, some, part. go ahead and the great part of that, Dawn, is you know, I don't know if it's in the genes or water up on the mountain, but he, that, he instilled that in Barry. And yeah. it's just like a carbon copy. You know, It's like Bill's living through uh, Barry to continue this tradition up in Jetterstown. Hey, some future guests that we're looking at, I'm going to get in touch with them here as things uh, slow down a little bit. Colton Walters, Tyler Dietz, and Brett Hutera. This is funny. Okay. Brett Utera works for a uh, construction company, and he's working on a job, and uh, somehow my son-in-law is also working on the same job. He's like an engineer on a job, and they're talking, and uh, Brett said something about uh, racing, and uh, 
Tim said, well, my father-in-law is Don Gamble. He said, no, you got to be kidding me. So they're talking racing with some downtime on the job. So small world. It is. Like sometimes you, you just never know where you meet people. And, and, the, and the great part of it now is, you know, the show's been going on for, you know, 43 years now. And we have a following in people. You know, they'll hear a voice sometimes, and people will say, Dave, and I turn around, and I kind of have that deer-in-a-headlight look because yeah. I have no idea who they are, but they recognize my voice, or they recognize the, you know, the jacket that I have, and it says, Rapping on Racing, and next thing you know, we're strike, you know, striking up a conversation. Well, you should be very proud of all your contributions here to Rapping on Racing, and I really appreciate them. And uh, have we covered everything? We have, but I'm going to leave one one nugget out there this weekend, and then I'm sure Tyler's going to cover it in his report. Is the Pittsburgh weekend? But I just want to uh, any of our pro stock drivers out there, Chris Schneider, along with Vince Laboon, and I'm helping in a small way. The inaugural Bob Walters Memorials going to be run the Friday this Friday evening. If you've never been there before, Vince is going to cover your entry fee. We're hoping to get a, a good field of uh, pro stocks in there. It's paying 1042 to win. It's a nice pay back through the field. And it's just another opportunity to, you know, honor someone that uh, involved Walters that had dedicated a lot of his time and effort to drivers and to the sport, Don. I spent a lot of... Uh weekends talking to Bob uh, when Jimmy uh, Steigerwald would have the Racers for Tots uh, trailer there with all the food for everybody that was involved in Racers for Tots and sit down to talk to Bob. Low-key, easy going. You wouldn't find a nicer guy anywhere but a very talented engine builder. He was. You know, he did Chris Snyder's engines, and when I was doing Chris's interviews, everybody thought uh, Bob Walters is building uh, Chris Schneider, a big hammer, and it was far from that. It was just you know, a good, strong engine, but, you know, a, a even better setup. So, you know, my plans this weekend, obviously, are going to be Pittsburgh Friday night as part of the Bill Henry Memorial Rush Race there. It's a two-night affair. And um, our good friend, Mike Norris, I could see he was tuning up. He destroyed a car a month or so ago down at Pittsburgh, and he was he picked up the win in the, you know, the crate division Saturday night at Pittsburgh, so I think Mike's getting the car ready for this coming weekend. In every interview, Mike talks about how much he loves running Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and it's evident. As long as the car's running, he's either on the podium or in victory lane. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll have, uh, you know, Nico's, his brother-in-law's car there, along with, you know, the normal 72 for the, you know, Lucas race that's coming in, so... Uh, I expect of the locals, Mike will probably be up there if you know, up there battling with the, the the full-time guys in the Lucas Oil Series. Don. Okay, Dave. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. This is the banker Bob Thought for Monday, September twenty-sixth. If you want to know how old a woman is, just ask her sister-in-law. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Listeners joining us now, the general manager up at Jennerstown Speedway, Bill Rebar. Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Some great racing last night, but before we get into that, let's get an update on Chris Brink. He had a bad situation during hot laps. 
Yeah, so for those of you that did not get to attend the races here this past weekend or watch it at home on Flow Racing, uh, during hot laps, Chris Brink was hot lapping the number nine modified for Tom Golick. His brother Dan Brink was actually piloting Chris's pro stock for the evening. Uh, Chris was involved in a single car spin of his own coming off of turn two as he was sitting backwards about halfway down the backstretch. Many other drivers were coming through one and two under speed. When they saw the caution light, they checked up. They tried to avoid Chris. Unfortunately, they all got balled up, and Jason Bush had nowhere to go and made very, very hard contact with Chris Brink. Um, wasn't a head-on collision, but it was yeah, similar to that, Dawn. Chris had to have been airlifted by MedStar to Connemaw Medical Center, and at the time of this interview, he is still being evaluated for his injuries. Uh, we've been in constant communication with his wife, Ruth, and they asked for thoughts and prayers and uh, hopefully a speedy recovery for Chris. How many racetracks in the country do you think have life flight available to them every race night? Well, let it, uh, available, let alone on standby. Yeah. Uh, they actually were not on the Speedway property at the time. They were, you know, out on another run. Uh, they did come in and they did life flight. Chris to Connemaw Med. Medical Center, and then they did come back for the duration of the night. So it is very typical to see their flight crew at Jennerstown. And the reason for that, Dawn, is we are directly between their home base and Connemaw, which is where they go to the nearest trauma center. So Jennerstown is literally in the middle for them. So it's a perfect standby location, uh, and it's a great partnership for us. Uh, hats off to the Jennerstown Volunteer Fire Department, Somerset EMS, for all their hard work and dedication. You know, it was a long season for the drivers and staff workers, but also for, you know, Milt's towing that's uh, been there for generations and such a huge part of it. Herring Motors helps out sending trucks every week. It's, it's a commitment for a lot more people than anyone realizes, Don. So I want to send uh, thanks and gratitude to them for each and every week taking care of everyone. Pretty exciting night for the champions. Barry had it locked up, but the other ones, whew, down to the last lap. Yeah, literally the last lap of the last race of the night in the one-stop Autosil Pro Stock Division. Wasn't sure what was going to happen going into the night. Uh, there was a 10-point differential after the heat races. There was an 8-point differential between champion Jeff Giles and runner-up Adam Castelny. And at one point, they were tied, and it looked like it was going to end in a tie, which would have resulted in the discretion of the most wins. So Adam Castelny had six wins on the season. If it would have came down to the tiebreaker, Adam would have been your champion. Uh, but at the end of the night, Jeff Giles was able to finish right behind Adam Castelny, making it only a six-point margin of victory for the one-stop Autosell Pro Stock Divisional Championship. I was riding with Giles when he was doing that because when I won the championship at North Hills, I was running second in the feature. I could have passed the leader, but if I would have had an accident, I would have lost the title. And I'm telling Jeff, I hope he heard me, stay where you are, be cool, don't make any moves. And he did, and he won the title. Yeah, he was definitely a lot more aggressive than I would have been in that position. I think I left a couple more car lengths, but uh, adrenaline gets the best of everyone, I believe. You got a, a new opening date for next year, which is interesting. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so we're going to start a week earlier this next year, and everybody gave me the eye roll like it could still be snowing. Uh, and that's true. Mother Nature sometimes sticks around a little longer through the winter, but at the same time, there's been years where it's been really nice in April. So we're going to try to open on Saturday, April 29th, 
this year at 2023. Uh, that'll be opening night. We're going to do a 4 p.m. start for the first two weeks of the season because it is still a little bit cooler and damp in the spring. Uh, but we want to give our drivers every opportunity possible to compete in NASCAR weekly racing program and uh, getting starting sooner definitely benefits them. Had a little disappointment, no fault of you, but the uh, fall brawl, I guess they just couldn't get the cars. What's the story there? Yeah, so the fall brawl consisted of four touring series. It was the CRA late model, CRA street stock, the Midwest modified tour, and the Vorse compact touring series. And the Midwest modified tour was able to have 20 pre-registered for their event. Uh, the Vors were right around 20 as well. CRA late model count was way down as well as CRA street stock. We did anticipate the street stocks being a little bit lower. Uh, there was a couple events that were rescheduled for that weekend that originally would not have affected us, that were a lot closer to home for a lot of these guys. And then the late model count was a little surprising. Um, most teams reached out earlier in the year how excited they were for this race because it was after their point season. It was after... Um, you know, any other event they wanted, they had this one circled. But unfortunately, the entries just did not come in like we expected. Um, Don, I know we talk all the time about the state of the economy and stuff, but I had a conversation with a driver Saturday night saying he's glad it was the last week because he was about out of money between his travel cost to work every day and his grocery bill. You know, it's an extra 300 and some dollars a week. So I don't think we noticed it at the beginning of the season. I'm not so sure we noticed it in the middle of the season, but towards the end of the season, um, teams are not only wore out, but they're they're flat out broke at this point. Um, you know, you got to take care of your families and everything first, and you know, travel costs, lodging. It's no surprise that a a highly traveling series is going to have a lower car count towards the end of the year with everything going on. So, hopefully, we can regroup. Um, but it was, you know, no fault of anyone. Uh, we thought we were doing everything we could. We thought we promoted it pretty well, but. At the end of the day, you know, you get a couple guys, well, oh, I planned on running. Well, without having your name on the paper, it's it's a very, very sizable purse for that show. Um, and, you know, we haven't really lost, we have not lost money in eight years at the Speedway, and that's a risk we just were not willing to take. Uh, and looking at the radar, it looks like that hurricane's going to come up next weekend. It's going to rain Saturday and Sunday anyway. So we may end up looking like geniuses one way or the other. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, you had a new, I guess it was a new sponsor there with a lot of big, beautiful trucks. What's what's the story with that group? Actually, it's not a new sponsor. Pro Disposal has been with the Speedway for several years. Um, it's an amazing partnership. We trade our sanitation and garbage needs in exchange for sponsorship of the Jennerstown Speedway. Um, and Pro Disposal, they've got beautiful-looking equipment, very clean equipment, uh, great group of people, and it was their night at the races. They always celebrate on the last night of the year championship night with an employee night. and They're huge partners at the racetrack and uh, works out very, very well having them a part of it. Well, by, judging from their trucks, they must do a wonderful job because those trucks were spick and span. They were even ceramic-coated, Dawn. <laughs> uh, and the one truck, I had to move it just a little bit that was in the pits, and I jumped up in it and... I've never seen the inside of a garbage truck. Not that I've been in a ton, but that thing was spotless even on the inside. So yeah. a lot of pride in their equipment, and it shows. I was pleased to see uh, Cindy Shawless have a good run in her heat race. A little on the history of that car that she purchased. So the car that she's driving right now in the Ron Collision Center Street Stock Division is a new car to her, but not a new car to Jennerstown. That is the former 
Aaron Van Fleet championship car in that division. It's been sitting for a while. Aaron now runs in the pro stock division, and Cindy purchased it, and in only her second start in the car, she found some speed, won the heat race, was solidly, I believe, in the top five in the feature, and there was a late race incident that uh, kind of she got involved in and lost the right-hand side of the car, but you know, let's talk about that for a second, Dawn. I, I know everybody wants to do the best on their track, and everybody wants to fight for every position, but at the end of the Ron Collision Center Street Stock Division, a lot of innocent drivers got called up in a very unnecessary driving decision. Um, you know, these cars are expensive, and I know they have all winter to fix them, but it's frustrating when week after week cars are getting tore up when they shouldn't be, especially on the last lap of the last race of the entire season, and it wasn't going for the points championship. These guys are racing for third, fourth, fifth, and on back, and uh, had a driver just totally drive through another driver. And you know, there, there, there could very well be repercussions for that because, as you can see, when you tear up race cars, you risk drivers getting hurt. These guys and ladies are going entirely too fast to. Uh, be driving that recklessly poor judgment from the driver i thought it was nice what your people did with matt grimmy yeah we were really excited to see matt grimmy come back to the racetrack he was the individual that was hurt back on august 27th by the musty racing sprint cars uh he's been discharged from his rehab center he's still receiving therapy he's home and uh he showed up for quite a while hung out with us saturday night it was great to see him back at the track Honestly, I told him I think he looks better now than he did before the accident. <laughs> you know, I've been hammering away for a long time about this auto racing 101 and that drivers need to pay attention when they're thanking their sponsors. And I was tickled pink when Habershack did his victory or his championship acknowledgement. He had his sponsors on a little note, and he covered everybody. Yeah, really excited and uh Excited for him and really proud of Jonathan Habersack and his family and his team. Very small family operation. A uh, young man a couple years ago, I, I felt he was kind of going down a little bit of the wrong path, hanging out with some of the wrong people, and I pulled him aside and I said, hey, do you want to be known like this or do you want to be associated with this? And uh, he took it to heart and he came out this year and he has just been on the ball all year long, very respectful, very polite, extremely supportive of the racetrack. And very, very happy to see him uh, not only win the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Championship, but he's also ranked in the top ten in the nation, I believe. So really great for that small team. And, you know, all our champions this year, they really persevered from a lot. Really long year of racing. You know, Tom Gullett goes back-to-back in the Soytown Auto Record Modified Division. Barry Audi winning his eighth title in the Martellus Pharmacy Late Model Division. Uh, you got Greg Burbage, Greg the Boogeyman Burbage, that you know started out the season really strong, and in the second half of the season has just been plagued with mechanical problems, getting caught up in other people's accidents, which was what happened Saturday night. Um, you know, Burbage expressed his disgust. You know, here he is; he's winning his championship. He should be the happiest person at the racetrack, and you know he's just frustrated with getting tore up. And he did a very good job and conveying that message by as well as remaining professional. And I think the message was received, and, you know, hats off to Greg and all the other champions. Uh, we already talked about Jeff Giles in the pro stock division. How about Steve Singo? 24 years of trying, was close to it last year, was involved in an accident, had to be cut out of the car, 
comes back this year for redemption and wins the championship in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. We're also a tip of the hat to uh, Audie Golick and Ayala. They did really nice interviews uh, and thank their sponsors. And following uh, your interview here, we're going to have Steve Singo on. And then Dave Oliveri got a couple uh, Victory Lane interviews. And we're going to highlight each and each and every one of the champions throughout the year when we eventually go to our once-a-month deal. So uh, we're going to make sure we shine a little sunshine on each one of them because they worked hard and they deserve it. Absolutely. And let's, let's give a special shout-out to Brent Bickerstaff and Travis Schaefer, two drivers winning their first career victory. Brent in the one-stop, I'm sorry, Brent in the Ron Collision Center Street Stock Travis, only in his third start, wins in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Force. What does that say about the level of competition, Don, that you got two drivers winning their first career victories the last race of the season? I was watching Bickerstaff, and it looked like uh, the uh, 22 was trying to intimidate him, but he, he didn't want any parts of that. He just he hung in there, and I guess a lot of people thought, uh, here we go, you know, uh, He's going to finish second, but uh, he, he prevailed. Absolutely, Don. And, you know, it's been an outstanding season. I'm extremely proud of the staff, uh, the drivers, the fans. Um, it's been an interesting season. Uh, you know, last year we talked about, man, can you believe we only had three rainouts the whole year? And here I am talking to you. We had one rainout the entire 2022 season. Um, it's been great for me. I haven't had really a chance to reflect yet. It kind of hit me a little bit there last night at, about one thirty in the morning Saturday night that, wow, that we're done for this year. You know, you keep looking for that end, and we're sitting there going, man, I, I could do this two or three more weeks. So uh, that's great to have that positive spirit because usually about this time I'm ready to take a couple months off. But we've been actively working on 2023. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy to see the new sponsors come out, the new drivers come out, the old drivers, you know. Look at Chucky Kessler out there still running with these guys in the pro stock division. Bobby Henry running up front. I think he finished fourth. It's great to see guys that I grew up watching race at Motor Drum and Jennerstown still competing or coming back and competing, as well as all these new faces. Um, it's been an interesting year and made a lot of new friends and uh, lost a few friends. But at the end of the day, Don, uh, myself, the owners and the officials, we're going to make the decision that we feel is best for the Jennerstown Speedway and the racing community. And it uh, doesn't always sit well with everybody, but that's, that's part of a business. Sounds like a good plan. Have we covered everything? I think we have, Don. I want to thank you at Rapid On Racing for everything you've been doing for us over the last several seasons. And uh, we look forward to continuing our partnership in 2023. I thank you. It's a labor of love. You have a nice evening and get some rest. Thanks, Don. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Way back through traffic, got around the two of Ament. Now he's side-by-side side with a 19 of Nemec. Singo increasing that gap in front of the 20 of Scott Mitchell. White flag will wave as Singo slides through turn four. Final lap. Mitchell going to do all he can in this final lap. Right behind him to see as they head into the final corner here, turns three and four. Steve Singo. Already with five wins, looking for number six. Checkered flag will wave. Your points leader picks up his sixth win of 2022. Nate Valente on the final lap gets past the 76 of Mozzie. The 52 will take the third spot. Scott Mitchell finishes second, Mozzie fourth. And in fifth, the 26 of Burkholder. Back here from Jennerstown Speedway, Steve Singo getting ready to climb out of his race car. His sixth win of the season, well on his way to a track championship. See if he can clinch it next week here on the championship night. Uh, after everything that family's been through, he had COVID last year, had to wreck at the end of the season, get some water in there inside of that car, and he climbs out. He can hear you make some noise for your winner, Steve Singo, our final winner of the night. Let's send it down to Jacqueline Drake in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane with our winner. Steve Singo is going to receive some congratulations. We'll make our way around the car, and you're going to get your feature winner sticker, your sixth one. Yeah. of the season you exited out of the car clearly excited to get your sixth win yeah. how did that final restart all unwind for you I, it got a little bit wild going three wide yeah um the, all these guys are tough the competition in this class is is tough so nothing's a gimme but i just i figured we was gonna win it or wreck it one of the two <laughs> Well, win it, you did. You're still the points leader in this division. Next week, it's all going to be decided. You could be the champion. And I, I see a little smirk on your face. What would that mean to you? 
24 years. Never happened. 24 years. So, yeah, if we can do it, it'd be, I've wanted this for 24 years here. So, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. One more week. One more week. One more week indeed. Congratulations, fans. Put your hands together for Steve Singo. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Thank you for all your help tonight here on Flow Racing from Jennerstown Speedway. Jacqueline Drake from NASCAR making the trip up from Charlotte to be on the broadcast here this evening. Thank you so much to her, and good luck to you in your career with NASCAR. That'll do it for us tonight from Jennerstown Speedway. Championship night is next week, but that's not our final week of racing. We'll have the CRA Fall Brawl for you uh, as our grand finale for the year on Saturday, October the 1st. Nate Rigotti signing off from Jennerstown Speedway. Thanks for joining us on Flow Racing. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Listeners, a very happy champion saturday night steve singo steve good evening welcome to wrapping on racing hi don thanks for having me i really was very proud of you and i'd like to talk a little bit about the championship but it didn't happen overnight you started out a long time ago in the four cylinders you tried some street stocks didn't have the best equipment ever but uh 2019, you dug a car out of the weeds. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave Forrester there at Farmers Union Co-op had bought it off of Steve Long. Now, Steve had won a championship or two with the car, and I actually had my very first win ever in the car in 2015 when Steve owned it. The last race of 2015 was my very first win ever. He let me run it. And... Dave had the car for Steve Brown, and they blew the motor, and they ended up parking it in the weeds. And I approached Dave Forrester. He didn't know me. And I, somebody pointed him out, and I knew he had the car. And I went up, and I said, Dave, I said, I have a engine, because I had the 602 crate out of street stock. I said, do you mind if I just throw it in there and so we can get another car on the track in the division? And he looked at me, and he said, and you are? And I was so nervous, I, I, I forgot to introduce myself. So I told him who I was, and he had called Billy Rebar and the owners. And 15 minutes later, he, he walked back over. He said, you come get that car anytime you want. So the following weekend, Josh Kokenauer and I took a rollback out, and we pulled it out of the weeds. And brought it home, and a couple weeks later, it was on the track the middle of the 2019 season. How do you think he feels now, the guy that helped you get the car? Oh, Dave. Dave Forrester. Yeah, he he actually sponsors 
the division, the Charger division, Farmers Union Co-op. Correct. And he is my main sponsor, and we've gotten we've gotten so close. He's like family. So you came a long way from, uh, and you are who? Yeah. <laughs> your main sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd have never been able to do this without Dave. He's just, I can't say enough nice things about him. We've gotten so close, he's like family. Well, that's the yeah, beauty. He's like family. That's the beauty of racing. Racing is a family. And, you know, you hear the story over and over and over. Somebody's got a problem at the track, and other teams are there to help. For example, Jason Bush, he had several teams trying to help him get his car squared away. And then FAMA actually lent him a car to give him a shot at winning the title. So I consider my racing family just as important as my regular family because I probably spend more time with the racers than I do with the people I'm related to. Uh, that's, that is 100% right. And Don, let me tell you that I was so nervous because I, I never, this is my first championship, never was in this. Well, last, last year we were battling with Kyle Burkholder and then we got wrecked. But like down to the last couple races, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, now I'm hearing noises in the car. And it's funny, I, I was watching a video that my wife took and it looked like there were sparks coming out from under the front of the car going through the turn. And other people watch it, they said, hey, dummy, that's the light reflecting off the front of the car. It's not sparks. It's like those little things you keep hearing and thinking, what is going to ruin this for me, you know, with, with a couple weeks to go? It, it, was, it was very nerve-wracking. Well, and those noises get louder once the white flag's up. Yeah, right. But I, I was calling the Burkholder boys, Kenny and Colby and Kyle and and. Everybody had a backup plan for me. Yeah. If something would have happened to my car, they were jumping out of theirs, and I was getting in theirs for for the last race to get my points to win this thing. Well, what? And hats off to Nate. Nate is one heck of a good kid, and and we battled, and we had a friendly rivalry going. And he's a very, he's going to go places. He's a good boy. Well, the fact that other drivers were offering you their cars shows you the respect they have for Steve Singa. Yeah, the, our Charger division, these guys, we all get along. There's no drama. We all help each other. It's just, I, I love this division. We, we all get along, and I, I, I can't say enough nice things about everybody I race with. We all race clean. You know, if if there is an accident out there, you know you know it was an accident. You know, it was just a racing thing. But we all get along. I, I every one of them are are great people. Well, I'll tell you a little secret. I don't know if anybody remembers it was a long time ago. But in 96, I was promoting Motordrome and they did not have a division for guys that wanted to get started. I think they had late models and semi-lates and something else. I don't know. And I said, we need a car that's just a car with a cage so guys can get started. And I named it Detroit Iron. Well, eventually they changed it to Chargers. So 96 was a long time ago. That's how the Chargers came to Motordrome and Jennerstown. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that well. Good. 
Well, yeah. I, th- I thought it was important that we do that, and I'm kind of proud of the guys like yourself. All right, now, you got the championship in the bag. What is the outlook, other than winning some races, for 2023? Well, we talked about that, and the sacrifices that Angie has made over the years to get here, we're going to do some things. I'm going to do some things with her next year. We're going to run a limited schedule. Um, Me and Steve Long and I have talked a couple nights. We're just going to trade cars, and I'm going to run his street stock, and he's going to run the Charger. Um, I got a fella... He's like family. In fact, he came up for this race from South Carolina, and his dream is to run a race. So I'm going to take a half a week off work, and we're going to come up and rent the track and get him running practice, and he's going to run a full race one night next year. But we're, we're going to have fun. We're just going to come have fun and, and just come try and win some races is what we're going to do. Well, chasing points is like having two full-time jobs, your regular job and your racing job. And every once in a while, you have to take a break and do what regular people do other than the racetrack. Yes, it was. And again, like, you know, up to about the halfway point of the season, we were coming there and we our goal was to just come and have fun. And wherever the points laid, that's where that's where it happened and but we got to the halfway point and it's like man we can we can pull this off and now it's in your head and and you're it it got serious it really did and you know going over the car and working on the car and making sure everything's perfect and again those those little noises that you hear and then you bring it back and you can't find nothing it's all in your head you know it's mind games and Again, I've never been in this position, so I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, to to stand up there, to see these guys at the end of the year get their picture taken, you know, they're they're the champions. They're the best of the best in each division. And there was four of us that had never won a championship. And we're standing next to Mr. Tom Golick and the legend Barry Gaudy and getting our picture taken. And that was, like, unbelievable. It, you know, we're in the same group as, you know, the winningest driver in Jennerstown with eight championships. I look up to that man. And, you know, to be standing there with him, it was very humbling, to be honest with you. Humbling and proud. Well, Steve, we're coming up on, yes. a, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I just need to thank everybody involved. My, um, my sponsors, uh, Dave there at Farmers Union Co-op, Hazlett Trucking, uh, the Eagle Riders, American Paving Fabrics, Morocco Welding, North Star Equipment, Jennerstown Engine Technologies, Rick Coots, Laurel Mountain Gardens, Fastlane Graphics, uh, Mr. Butch Dill who painted the car. I had also some anonymous donations throughout the year um but the owners and the officials they're the greatest uh, they just every i they all congratulated me mike Bellardi gave me a beer bath last night that i wasn't expecting <laughs> um you know and the crew these guys i always say it i drive it 
they they set it up. I mean, you know, and we're, we're a team. So, you know, if I'm not giving them right information, you know, most, I would say 75% of the time the car was perfect. There was a couple of nights we missed it a little bit, but it was still good. And um, I got to thank the fans. That Last night after the race, I went up to see Dave up in the stands, and I couldn't go 10 steps without people running up shaking my hand. And I don't know these people, and it's just, it makes you feel good. You know, these people are there. They don't know you. You don't know them, and they're screaming and rooting for you. And it's just, again, proud, but very humbling, very humbling. And I appreciate each and every one of them. But the the biggest one i got to thank is Angie. My wife has put up with so much crap over the years, you know, to get us what to accomplish what we did. And I, I owe her, uh, she, you have no, no idea. It's, I, I love her more than she'll ever know. You're a very lucky man with a wonderful wife. I want to congratulate you again. And I thank you for being with us this evening. Thank you, Don. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I, I love being on your show. I, this is really cool. And I love having you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too, buddy. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. It's that time of year. The 34th Annual Pittsburgher Weekend featuring the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is upon us. It all kicks off Friday night, September 30th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with five divisions of racing co-headlined by night number one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series as well as the inaugural Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. We move to Saturday, October 1st, where the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series brings the top late model drivers in the nation to take on our region's best for their shot at $20,000. Joining the Lucas Oil Late Models will be night two of the 10,000 to win Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Who will tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile? Who will write their names into the history books? You'll want to be there to see it for yourself. The Pittsburgher Weekend, Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. For tickets and all information, visit ppms.com and follow us on Facebook, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. A thrilling conclusion to the 2022-point season was joined by arguably the best race of the year to date on Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We have a ton to get to here tonight, so let's go ahead and get started. Prior to the racing action getting underway, Sherry Rump was joined by family, friends, and racers to spread the ashes of her late husband, Dean Rump. Dino was a racer at Pittsburgh for several years, driving the red number 38 limited late model and street stock throughout his career. His post-race career allowed him to be a fan, earning the nickname the Mayor of Turn 4, where he spent most of his spectator days. Dean lost his life unexpectedly in August of this year. Let's shift gears over to racing action, where the headlining and best show of the night belonged to the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders as 29 cars checked in for the Sport Compact Shootout. 
Three heat races were had, with the top six cars in each heat race automatically transferring to the A-Main feature event. Heat number one saw two-time feature winner Travis Corbin take the checkered, with Tri-City Points champ Levi Mascal as the runner-up and Chris Dyer in third. Heat race number two found Noah Bubeck as the winner, with Matt Urey and Tyler Huffman finishing second and third. And heat race number three saw Bill Tennant make a clean sweep for the BJP performance team as he won the final heat race. Travis Brown and Adam Pletcher completed the podium. The last chance qualifier was next with 10 cars in competition. The top six cars were taken to complete the starting field for the 20-lap feature event. Mike Kelly was the cream that rose to the top as he earned the victory. Eric Reynolds was second in the Herbie the Lovebug car as Matt Knight drove from last to third to get into the feature. Dylan Thorne, Matt Kiesel, and Kevin Criswell were the final qualifiers. Craig Rudolph was awarded the 25th starting position as a provisional for being the top non-qualifier in regular season points. 25 cars lined up for the 20-lap shootout. Pole sitter Noah Bubeck ran an incredible race, fending off hard chargers, weaving lap traffic, and overcoming restarts to maintain the lead through the majority of the race. Teammate Travis Corbin pressured Bubeck early, as did Levi Mascal and Tyler Huffman. Three and even four wide racing ensued through the field as drivers jockeyed for position. On lap 14, as Bubeck was leading, a red flag was thrown for Derek Quigley, who wrecked over in turn two, Quigley was okay. But this may have been the big opportunity that Travis Brown of Dover, Pennsylvania needed. Travis looked to be the dominant car starting closer to mid-pack, but used the restart to close in quickly on the leaders. He used every inch of the outside of the racetrack to make his moves until he approached leader Noah Bubeck. 20-year-old Noah Bubeck looked like a wily veteran out there, containing the outside line and forcing Brown, Mascal, and other drivers to seek alternative lanes to make a winning move. Finally, on lap 18, Travis Brown switched one lane inside of Bubeck to make the race-winning pass on the backstretch, completing the pass as they exited turn number four. Brown led the most important lap of the night to win the Sport Compact shootout. We caught up with a pumped-up Travis Brown in victory lane. Tell you what, man, you had to overcome a less-than-desirable starting position, but this car really opened up throughout the course of the race. You're traveling around the outside. You're using every inch of the outside of this racetrack to get around it. You make the five-hour haul from Dover, Pennsylvania, and you pick up the Sport Compact shootout victory. Man, I tell you what, this is unbelievable. We came out here, and I went in practice, and I was like, I ain't got anything for these guys. And we went in a heat race. I changed two things. We went in the heat race, and I uh, finished second to Bill. Well, then I went to Bill, and I asked him if he had a bigger tire. His exact word says, I'll let you borrow this tire, but if you beat me with it, you can't do that. And so I really got to thank Bill for lending me this tire. And I don't know if it was his son or one of his relatives that last couple laps, but I tell you what, man, these Cavaliers know how to get around this track. Yeah, that was Noah Bubeck, the driver. That is actually Bill's normal car. Noah was driving it here tonight, and he gave you all you could handle, or vice versa for that matter, because on the closing laps, when you made that final pass on the next to last lap, it was unbelievable, and it was a little bit different for you, too, running the outside, then choosing to go to the inside to make the move. What was going through your mind in those closing laps? Well, when I hit the outside, literally, I was going in, letting off, and flat-footing, and I felt the car hooking the loose stuff, and then I gained momentum on him down a straightaway. So I was like, all right, I can get him on a straightaway, but I can't get him through the corner. So I don't know what lab it was, but I slammed the wall coming out of turn four. And I was hoping everything was all right, but I kept on getting it. And middle, midway through the race before that red flag, 
It took me so long to get up through the pack because coming down the front stretch, I had dust coming up into my eyes and I couldn't see. So I had to lower this corner. But I got to thank the sponsors. Uh, you know, first thing is uh, absolute performance. He does one heck of a job on the tune. Uh, Stevens con- uh, subcontracting, everything he does. Peterson's Lawn Care, which my sponsors are right here. Uh, my buddy Richie for hauling me up. My cousin Doug wasn't going to come. Now I'm glad he did because we put on a heck of a show. Rebel Racing, Flying Iron for building me one heck of a car. Left Turn Graphics for making it look good. And Team Dual Purpose Outdoors for, well, he gave me a fishing rod, so I was happy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for tonight's feature winner of the Sport Compact Shootout, the Dover Dude, Travis Brown, gets it done here tonight. Levi Maskell of Butler came across a line second with Noah Bubeck of Collier's West Virginia earning the final podium spot. Matt Urey was fourth best, and Tyler Huffman completed the top five. Positions six through ten included David Smale, Joe Campbell, Chris Dyer, Kyle Janis, and Mike Kelly. Congratulations are in order to Craig Rudolph of Steubenville, Ohio, for earning his 2022 track championship in the Open 4 division. Craig went winless in 2022, proving that consistency is key in terms of points racing. Moving on now to the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models as they were making final preparations for the upcoming two-night Bill Hendren Memorial, a Flint's Tire Rush Late Model Touring Series event featuring top regional and even national drivers in crate late model racing. More on that later, though. The focus on hand is the 20-lap feature event that we saw. 13 cars took to the green flag, but only one driver led every single one of them. Mike Norris returned after his violent crash on the front stretch back in August during the Juke George Steel City Classic. It was Norris's fourth appearance on the year and his third victory. Not a bad win percentage. Second belonged to a hard-charging Zach Gunn in the 17G. Zach started sixth, but his car continued to improve throughout the feature event as he made the pass for second at the flag stand. He took that spot from third-place finisher Cole Patrell, who ran second for the first 19 laps of the race. The Steel City outlaw Tim Schaefer was fourth, and Brandon Burgoon drove the Ken Chernick 5X to a fifth-place finish. Two heat races were run with Cole Patrell winning heat one and Tony Mussolino winning heat number two. Tony piloted the Dobnak family-owned 42 with the name Dean decaled on the front filler piece in memory of Dean Rump. Congratulations to Philip Bubeck, who clinched a 2022 points championship as soon as the green flag flew for his heat race. It was Phil's sophomore season in the division, picking up one feature win this year, which also happened to be his first weekly points win of his rush late model career. This makes career championship number eight for Bubeck. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll have the second half of this race report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. 
If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing. I'm Tyler Harris, and now the second part of the post-race report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Now to the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds, presented by Board to Run Lubricants, who ran a 15-lap feature event. One driver reigned supreme throughout the course of the race, and it happened to be Tyona's Cole Holden. Cole had his Troyer chassis hooked up, running wherever he wanted on the track, wherever he needed on the track, but choosing to run through the middle to low end around Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Holden claimed victory by nearly 14 seconds, picking up his second win of the season and fifth of his PPMS career. It also happened to be the 17th of Holden's career with the Rush Sportsman Modified Series. He sits fifth to all time in wins in that division. Not too bad for a 23-year-old driver. However, second belonged to a 2022 champion, Jacob Jordan. The Aliquippa native grew up watching races at Pittsburgh as he calls PPMS his home track. Third belonged to Bill Cunningham, who made his rush modified and season debut with the Speedway on Saturday night. Fourth went to the conceding champion, Chelsea Craigish, and Lucas Cannon battled hard for a top five finish in his 2LC. One heat race was run with Jacob Jordan crossing the line at the flag stand first. Congratulations once again to Jordan on securing his track championship. The Penn Ohio Pro Stocks were on tap as they also made final preparations for their inaugural Bob Walters Memorial coming up on Friday, September the 30th. A positively interesting variety of drivers competed in the 15-lap feature event, but the event was dominated by a driver who parked it in victory lane for his first career Pittsburgh victory. 2022 Lernerville track champion Tyler Dietz made the drive down from Saxonburg to ensure his preparedness for next week. Dietz took the lead on lap number three and led the remaining laps. Second belonged to A.J. Poljack, who tried to use the restarts through the course of the race to make a move on Dietz, but to no prevail. He spaced himself from podium finisher Nick Kachuba. Dale Toohey came across the line fourth. Jacob Billick Jr. replicated his season-best fifth-place finish. I mentioned it was a positively interesting variety of drivers this week, as positions 6 through 10 included Jacob Billick, Brian Mitchell, Tony McGill, Tanya Charlier, and Kurt Habedale, who drove Brian Hutchko's 60H for the night. Chloe Jones joined the class, finishing 11th, and Steven Sheltman made his PPMS Pro Stock debut with an unfortunate DNS. 
Two heat races were run with Tony McGill winning his first career pro stock heat race in his second career start and Tyler Dietz winning his first as well. Congratulations to 2022 Pro Stock Points champion A.J. Poljack, who made it official once the green flag flew. He battled respectively all season long with the 60H of Brian Hutchko. The Chaplick Packing Hobby Stocks were next to last, but provided all in attendance with the most storied feature event of the evening. It's poetic that a 19-race season would come down to the 15-lap final race to determine a points champion, which had three potential winners still all in contention. Frank McGill of Pleasant Hills went into the feature with the points lead by two points over the 64 of Logan Catellus and four points ahead of his brother, Tony McGill. Frank started on the inside of row number three with Logan Catellus starting to his outside. Frank wasted little time moving forward to the second spot by lap number four when a caution flew for Gary Catellus, who spun over in turn two after contact from Tony McGill. Tony would be sent to the rear for questionable driving, making his chances of earning his first career points championship that much more challenging. Frank took to the lead on lap number five with Logan Catellus, who would advance to second two laps after him on lap number seven. The two would remain up front when Logan Catellus began closing in on Frank McGill in the closing laps. One last effort was made on the last lap by Catellus as he dove to the inside of turn number three, but Frank McGill used the dominant high side to maintain his position and won his fifth race of the season. McGill earned his second consecutive track championship in the hobby stocks and the third of his career after winning the Young Gun Championship back in 2018. Division rookie and Chuplick Series champion Logan Catellus finished second, and four-time track champion Stephen Sheltman split duty for the night but drove his 17S to third. Matt Bernard got a helping hand and a helping motor from his cousin Mark Corio and crew as Bernard drove to a fourth-place finish and Gary Catellus would rebound to run fifth. Two heat races were had with Tony McGill going two for two in his heat races on the evening and Gary Catellus won heat race number two as well. A first-time feature winner emerged in the always-safe flagging and traffic control young guns upon the completion of the eight-lap feature event. Oakdale native Sadie Snatchko has had a roller coaster season but ended it on the highest note possible on Saturday night. She took to the checkered flag around Dirt's Monster Half Mile, a customary tradition for all first-time feature winners. Hear for yourselves what all Sadie had to say in victory lane. She's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for the girl of the hour. The first-time win in the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns. That is Sadie Snatchko getting it done here tonight. Oh, well, it was just a matter of time, and what a night to do it then on the final night of the season. Get, get your trophy. Hold that. You earned that. Look at what you've got behind you here. Look at your family. Look at your supporters here for your first ever career feature win. How does it feel? It feels insane. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, the last, the last few months have been rough. After the first car got towed, I was really hard on myself. So this is just like... This really sums up the season, this, this feeling. A come-to-completion moment for you. You mentioned earlier just a little bit your, your wreck. Um, hard to overcome, but what has that mental process been for you, get, overcoming that step and getting to where you are now? It's been hard, I'm not going to lie. The first, first few times I, I was nervous, but with every week it's gotten better and better. And, you know, I have Matt Bernard, Travis Clark, you know, Mark Corio, Carly. They're all just, like, they're kind of mentors to me, so they've, they've helped a lot. You talk about mentors and people that you associate with in the pits. A lot of these competitors in this division that you also associate yourself with, and uh, it seems like you guys have a pretty good mutual common bond. Yeah, it, the last season was a little bit rough, but I feel like after we kind of all got to know each other a little bit more, it's been better. 
So what's it like? What are you thinking for next season? Do you have any plans yet, or are you just happy with where you're at, maybe coming back for next year in this division? Oh, we'll, de- we'll definitely be back in this division next year, definitely, yeah. And how about this? People that you would like to thank for getting you in victory lane here tonight. My dad and my pap and Cliff and Julie and my Graham, they're always here, and they, they really help me not like get down on myself. And then my sponsors, we got Our Cars Auto Detailing, Biber's Garage, Shear, uh, Shear Machine, Red Fox Winery, Prescott Roofing, and then Real Nuts Vodka. And someone else said, don't forget about the man upstairs. But Sadie Snatchko, once and for all, how does it feel to be a future winner here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time again for tonight's future winner in the always safe flagging and traffic control young gun. Sadie Snatchko gets it done tonight. Emmy Laboon challenged for the wide majority of the race, keeping the no-contact concept of the division in mind. Emmy drove a wise and consistent race, earning a second-place finish for her efforts. Abby Gindelsberger finished third best with Gavin Kukalis and Paige Jones rounding out the top five. The top two drivers swapped for the heat race as Emmy Laboon was the heat race winner and Sadie Snatchko was second. Congratulations are in order to track champion Emmy Laboon, who picked up five wins on the year and route to her first career track championship. Coming up this weekend at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the 34th annual Pittsburgher Weekend featuring the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. It all kicks off this Friday, September 30th for night number one of the 4,000 to win Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. This event is co-headlined by the inaugural Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks as they compete for a $1,042 top prize in memory of one of the top engine builders in our region who passed away this past December. They will be joined by our action event divisions. And then on Saturday night, October the 1st, it is the big one. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series rolls into town to take on our region's best for a complete show featuring a 20000 to win, 75-lap race known as the Pittsburgher. Joining the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series will be night number two of the Bill Hendren Memorial featuring a $10,000 to win feature event for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Tons of action that you will not want to miss this weekend. For all information regarding the Pittsburgher, as well as all things PPMS, including final point standings, results, and more, head over to our website, ppms.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook for your chance to win free tickets. Just search Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to seeing you all at the Pittsburgher and reporting for Wrapping on Racing. I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. It's that time of year. The 34th annual Pittsburgher Weekend featuring the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is upon us. It all kicks off Friday night, September 30th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with five divisions of racing co-headlined by night number one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series, as well as the inaugural Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. We move to Saturday, October 1st, where the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series brings the top late model drivers in the nation to take on our region's best for their shot at $20,000. Joining the Lucas Oil Late Models will be night two of the 10000 to win Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Who will tame Dirt's monster half mile? Who will write their names into the history books? You'll want to be there to see it for yourself. The Pittsburgher Weekend, Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. For tickets and all information, visit ppms.com and follow us on Facebook, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Speedway, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven young ladies with me, and it's very interesting because as we see in this sport and we watch it grow, I don't want to say it's a male-dominated sport, but from time to time, especially here at Pittsburgh, we've seen uh, women jump into cars in different divisions, and this year at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Jumped in. They jumped in like feet first because I think there's like one guy that races in the division. But with us, and this is not any specific order, we have Emmy Laboon, Sadie Snatchko, Kirsten Chernick, Zoe Knight, Abby Gindelsberger, Samara Weaver, and Paige, Paige Jones. I think I got that right, ladies, right? So, so, so far, so good. So what we're going to do is... We're going to do a question and answering sessions with the young ladies. It's just going to have a little bit of fun. There's no, no pressure on them. They know the questions. And it's just they're so young, and a lot of them had some success. A few of them picked up some wins, and if they want to share that with us, they, they will. But uh, So we're going to go right to the left. So on my right, we're leading off with Abby, and then we're just going to go. So we're, we're going to have each young lady introduce themselves with the first question. And so, Abby, the first question is, and this is for everyone else, how did you get involved in racing and then how many years have you been doing it 
Hi, I'm Abby, and I originally got into racing because of the McGill family. They, I was close family friends with them, and it started, kind of started off as a joke with, what if you did it? And then I just started doing it, and this is my first year racing. So, uh, with that, you know, how fun has it been? I mean, they've had the McGill's had some success. Yeah, they've um, done really good this year, and it's really cool just going from watching them to being able to have this opportunity to race. Okay, so up next we have... Kirsten Chernick. Kirsten, okay, we know the Chernick name from, I mean, you, you've been probably down to Pittsburgh since, I know you're not that old, but probably since a, a baby, because your dad's racing, now we have Brandon Bergoon in the, you know, the number five car, so that question. I got into racing because of my dad, so I've grown up and been around it mostly my whole entire life. Okay, next one is our, our smallest racer here, and I know this family from way back from my days in the senior series and, and her granddad or whatever. This is Zoe Knight, and Zoe, you may be, I don't know if you're the youngest competitor here, but you've come in here and you've like taken off like a little rocket here. You've had a lot of success, and uh, how's it feel? It feels really good. You know, so how did you, like you said, well, obviously, I probably answered the question already, but I, I know a lot of you guys, your dad's race or your grandparents' race or someone in the family's race. Yeah, my dad, my uncle, my other uncle, my pap, my aunt all race, so I got into that from them because I've been around it my whole entire life. All right, up next. Um, Samara Weaver. Samara, okay, that's a, a pretty name. Thank you. How did you get involved in racing? Um, just coming and watching my uncle race and then like seeing the Catellus's race and I just wanted to get into a car. So who is your uncle? Um, Lucas Weaver. Okay, and he runs about a four-cylinder, I think? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's good. Uh, up next? Uh, Sadie. Sadie Snatchko. Okay. How did you get involved? Um, I always kind of grew up around the track. I used to sing the national anthem out here, but um, once COVID hit, uh, we had nothing else to do. So my dad asked me if I wanted to build a car, and we built a car over the winter. Something a little different. It's just, you know, it's like, okay, we could go to a baseball game, but we're going to build a race car. A little bit different. Yeah, so yeah from, definitely, definitely different. From singing the national anthem to behind the seat of a car, different perspective. Yeah, it's, it's pretty different, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. All right, the next one, we know who this one is. This is Emmy Laboon. She doesn't even have to introduce herself, but she will. I don't even have to ask how you got involved in racing. That was just something you didn't have an option uh, to, to do it. Uh, some people just, like, help out in the cars, but you've, I've watched you develop, and, like, all you long yet ladies, when I'm here down at Pittsburgh, I see the maturation of you guys having more seat time. With more seat time comes more experience. And so I may have asked your question, but I, I think your dad probably said, Emmy, we're going to put you in a car. Um, I always wanted to race, but we were going to start with go-karts, and then after that, he's just like, well, you're old enough, so let's just put you in a car. All right, so the our next young lady, Paige Jones. Uh, I'm not that familiar with you, Paige, so you're going to have to help me out a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say that you're the newcomer of the group, but how did you get involved in racing? Uh, I'm Paige. Uh, I'm a fourth-generation driver on both sides of my family, and I always grew up at the racetrack just watching uncles and cousins. And once I turned 13, my dad wanted to put me in Young Guns. 
So who, who, who in your family raced? Literally everybody. Everybody has been in a car at some point. Some names. Uh, Nicholas Johnson, Cody Johnson, Chad Johnson. We're known as the Johnsons at my track back home in Cali. And just a bunch of people. So that's that famous Johnson and Johnson family, right? <laughs> All right. So we're going to continue on. All right. So we're going to go back to Abby. How did you pick your number? Um, my number, like I said, with the McGill brothers, they both are 05 and 5, and so when they handed me the car, it kind of just felt right to keep it as a tradition and that number. No thought in changing it? I wanted to change it to 13, but they told me it was unlucky, so we kept it with 05. Yeah, green. the racing tradition is if you have a 13's unlucky, if you put it on a green car, it's even double unlucky. So make sure if you do it, if the car is not. I know we, uh, Ben Anton drove with 13. So, all right, our, our next one. How did you pick your number, obviously? My dad has always been 5X, so I just kept going with it. Uh, the, the chair nickname had to be 5X. Uh, okay. Now, with the night, Zoe night with your family, you have a chance of having a bunch of different numbers because you've had so many people in your family that have raced. So I think maybe sometimes it's the number was left on a car, but how did you get yours? Uh, my dad's number is 78, so I wanted his number, but I added a Z to it. So. Okay. So, all right. Tomorrow, um, how did you get yours? Well, it's my birthday, but also my uncle was 11W, and I wanted to, like, kind of be with him, so I just put a two after it, and it's my birthday number, so I just went with that. Well, that's always a good one. Um, so um, my number's 56, and it's my grandpa's birth year, and he kind of built the car with us, so. If I could have all the hobby stock drivers to the pit board, please. All hobby stock drivers to the pit board, please. Per meeting. All right, Emmy. Your family runs a bunch of different numbers. It could be a 17. It could be quite a few numbers. I got mine for my dad's dad. He he didn't race, but he uh, helped a guy that had 14, and it was good luck. And then we kept it, and then after a year, I added a 1, and I had to earn that. Okay. Well, Paige, it sounds like you, with the family tradition that you have, it, it, you almost have to... Uh, use that number is that correct or no well 76 always ran on my dad's side and when my dad asked six year old six year old me what number i wanted i decided to be different and flip it around so i got 67 listeners uh, we're going to pause for a commercial message and we'll be back shortly we're back from our commercial break and we're with seven young ladies from pennsylvania motor speedway that run in the young guns and um it's just great to see young talent, and you never know where it's going to take you. You look at you know some of these ladies that race, uh, that grow up. I remember Sarah Fisher. I must you people never know with Sarah Fisher. I remember Sarah Fisher. She ran a sprint car down here, and then later in life she had an Indy car team. So she's pretty successful. Then you know you take the Danica Patricks. But you know the last two questions are going to be favorite moment and least favorite moment. Uh, a lot of you don't have a whole lot of experience with that, but there's always something. So, again, it could be anything that doesn't have to be a win. It could be a memorable moment, something that you shared with someone in your family or your pits. But, you know, we're going to start, you know, again with, you know, Abby and just go ahead. 
I'd have to say probably my favorite moment is a tie between my first win and just seeing everybody's reactions when like and just giving them all a hug and just celebrating with them and also when I flipped because it's kind of cool to say that you did that and walked away fine I don't know I think that's just a pretty memorable moment for me and my least favorite moment honestly probably the first time I ever got in the car and I went right into the wall in hot laughs it wasn't very fun but still walked away and even seeing everybody's reactions then we just laughed about it we built the car for the next time it's funny we always have we call them the keyboard cowboys where they always have an opinion on something and until you get into a car and drive you know, like you said you probably had the white nickel Michaels held that steering wheel tight and it's just um it's just something and they have a tradition here at Pittsburgh where when you get that first win you're able to go around the track with the flag and you know I always ask the drivers what goes in your head when you're doing that but then I also watch the family in victory lane because I think the family's more excited than the, the driver itself because you've won it reality's setting in but they have time to back you know take back and say wow this is a lot of fun all right our next person I think my most favorable moment was probably winning and then crossing the finish line and my car breaking just because I think it was really funny. And my least favorite moment was definitely getting into a crash and completely totaling the car and fracturing us vertebrae in my spine. It's always tough, and I'll have to ask this of you because your dad raced. How is it that if any of your dads have raced, that the pressure's a little bit different? It's like a lot of times, if you haven't done this, there's not as much expectations, but with your dad, he's going to say, you know, Kirsten, you did this wrong. You made this line wrong. Why did you do that? And when you come back, obviously you're a little frustrated and you, you and again a lot of that, these people that I interview it's a father son so it's a different perspective when it's a father daughter because some things you you might say to a son you're not going to say to your daughter okay Zoe Knight same question uh, my favorite moment was getting my first win and my least favorite moment was when I ran into the water barrels. You ran into the water barrels. You're not supposed to do that because usually that, that's not a good thing. Did you get wet? Yeah. You got wet. Well, okay. Samara, you're most memorable and your least memorable? Um, my most memorable is probably like racing side by side with Gavin. I've never won yet, but it was really fun uh, um, us out there fighting for either third or fourth place and it was really fun, but my least favorite was probably my first night out there. I really embarrassed myself. I went like five miles an hour around the whole track. Now we're down to the last three. So we're going from up in the press box singing to on the track. Two questions. Most memorable, least memorable. Um, my favorite moment was probably winning my first heat race because it was a real close um, race between me and the 91 car, Gavin's car. And my least favorite moment is probably hitting the wall and totally my car. That's a tough one. So I'm going to probably, it seems like, see, out of the seven, how many have hit the wall so far? 
So anyway, you hit the water barrel, so that's still gonna be that's a kind. So, so we got like six out of seven. Yeah, okay. Well, again, that's always a learning experience, and especially here at Pittsburgh, you have that no contact rule with the driver. So if you kind of rough somebody up, given the old uh, bumper to bumper. Uh, Rich Mason's up there yelling at you, say go to the pits. All right, Emmy, those two questions. Both, uh, most memorable, least memorable? Definitely my first win because, I mean, I worked all year for it and it was the last race and I won that. And then least memorable, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I don't really have one because, I mean, racing is all ups and downs, so there's always going to be bad moments and good ones, so I don't know. It always seems like, I, I, in all the years that I've been in the sport, it seems like if you have a really good car and you're doing something and there's like a couple laps to go and you're leading and, and something breaks on the car and you're like, oh my, what are you going to do? And so, yeah, well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's an honest answer. And again, you, you're right. This sport is humbling. You take the highs and the lows, especially here at, you know, at Pittsburgh. And you can ask any of the drivers. You can be so good one week and you don't really touch the car and think, I'm going to be really good the next week. And you're, you're so far out the lunch. It's uh, amazing. All right, we're going to wrap this up with Paige. And Paige, same question. Least memorable, most memorable? My most memorable moment is probably winning my first race. Um, I raced a mini drove back in Cali, and I won a practice race at six years old. And I just seeing the reactions, like like Abby said, it, it was just a good feeling. And my probably least memorable is my first race in the Young Gun Division, where I shifted too far forward and put it in neutral. And I was freaking out, and my foot was still on the gas, and everybody thought I was going to blow the motor. I just, it's just funny to me. So they could hear the revs in the pits. Yeah. Well, ladies, it's been fun chatting with you. And I think when the time that I'm able to come down here, the thing that I really enjoy the most about watching y'all is the camaraderie that you guys have as a group, not guys, girls, young ladies, you have as a group to where you spend time with each other. And what you do on the racetrack is one thing. You put the helmet on, you have a competitive nature, but I see you walk around, you're all together, and, and that's the, the best part. But, you know, so from myself and, and Don back at the studio in North Carolina, we want to take thank you for taking the time to give us a little question and answer session. And I was talking to Jim Zufa and I was talking to, you know, Tyler Harris, and we're trying to come up with a name for y'all a group, you know, and I just, uh, we, we really can't have it. I, I'm just going to say it's the young ladies and young guns of Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Well, I wish each one of you this evening good luck. I can't be partial to say who I want to win or want to win, but one of the, I hope one of the 70 tonight uh, take the checkered flag. Thank you all. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. 
The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Jennerstown Speedway and we're walking through the pits. In the last couple months, as I'm walking through the pits, I didn't see this person in the pits. I saw now parking cars in the parking lot. And I'm like, Cindy, what you, what's going on? Well, Cindy, you've had just... Let's just say the modified adventure is, you know, it's a chapter in a book, but it's a chapter perhaps that you just you wanted to close. It just, sometimes, most of the times it was never your fault. You just got caught up into something and, you know, you had such a, a good career in the four cylinders and the modifieds. We'll just say, okay, that chapter is closed. And then all of a sudden, about a month ago, six weeks ago, we, we hear rumor that you're, you're changing divisions. Yeah, that's true. But I'll tell you, um, at the end of last year, I was pretty much done with the modified in my mind. And I said, hey, I want to switch divisions. Then over the winter, I got this bright idea that I wanted to go ahead and change the whole look of the car. So I got a whole new um, package on the car. I did a whole new paint scheme and spent a lot of money with new uppers and lowers trying to, to make the car. And I thought, I'm going to try one more year. And uh, so then when we started this year, I got into, again, not my fault, trying to miss it. And I thought for sure when they spun out that I needed to take the high line and I should know not to do that because the cars wipe up the track. And I uh, got into it, did over $3,000 in damage on all those new uppers and lowers. I had just put on in the winter time, so we fixed it. It took about two weeks to come back out, you know, part shortage and, and some help. And then I think I got maybe one or two more races in. And again, you know, you're in the back on the front stretch, and then we had that uh, huge accident on the start of the race. And I saw it. I went down. So did everybody else. Got clobbered into the inside wall and tangled with the guy. And we rode up the turn one and back into finally settled in turn one. And I looked at that car and I said, I'm not putting another penny into that car. And, and in a way, it's a blessing. Um, I did want to move to the straight stocks because I really was kind of over my head. But I did four years, and I'm very blessed that I got the opportunity to do that. Yeah, the, the technology in the modifies, whether you're running a dirt or on the asphalt, it, it's just such a different concept with the open front wheels and the geometry that you do. It's just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see that you might feel safer from the four-cylinder days or in, in a little bit bigger body car. Sometimes in the back of your mind, it's just like, ah, maybe it's just a little bit safer. But let's let's go from there and say, okay, so now all of a sudden I see this car. It's going through stages. Uh, you got to love social media. And then I, I see it in the booth. And I knew it wasn't going to be the color it was going to be. I knew, what, I knew it would have to be white. That's just the Cindy Rhodes color. So, and there's got to be some type of pink somewhere in there. So we went through that stage. But 
from what you've told me, it's it's a good car, and you've been had a chance to get out a couple nights to run it, and it just just get a head start on next year. Oh, absolutely! I am so happy that um, I, I did have a practice day before my debut on the 17th, so I was glad because I my um, modified had a, a Bryn transmission in it, and you had to ride the clutch. Um, now with having a regular clutch, I got to remember to push it in and let it back out. So I'm still trying to learn how to run a clutch car like that. Um, so, but no, I'm really glad. Um, the car is ac- absolutely amazing. Um, I'm, I'm glad I made the jump. Uh, it used to be Aaron Van Fleet's car. Um, he did win a championship in it. Matter of fact, he had a lot of winning uh, stickers on the car that I didn't want to take off the window, but I took them off anyway. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, that was Aaron's chapter. We're going we're to start Cindy's new chapter. But you know, the division that you're in, there's some stout cars. Oh my gosh, there is, and I'm just so I am so excited. This is so much fun. I can't wait to get back out there tonight. Well, that's the I just was doing an interview with Barry Audi, and with people young or old, it's just you you put so much work into it, and for a period of time, I think you know after the accident, it's not you know thank gosh you never got hurt seriously, but sometimes it doesn't become fun, and when it doesn't become fun. That's the time where you start to ponder and you think, and but you're, you're still loving what you're doing, and you know you're an inspiration too. I see all these young ladies in there, and it's just like you and the Lauren Butlers. You know, Lauren doesn't race here much anymore, but when I go to certain tracks and I go down to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, I just did something where there's in a division there's seven of them mm-hmm. out of nine cars, and it's just. For you sit there and you look at the grandstands and maybe that ten year old in a couple of years, you know, could be behind a four cylinder or something and when they come up to you like they just did a little bit ago, it has to make you feel really proud and just being Cindy. Yeah, but you know what, um, that reminds me, um, Alan Oler is in the number seventy five in the four cylinder. Him and his mom would come every night. He would get everybody's autograph. He was an amazing young man. He is behind the wheel now in his four-cylinder and is doing excellent. I told him, I said, hey, I'm going to come over and get your autograph now. Sometimes I did this at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway about a month or so ago, and I was doing kind of like a pit walk, running through and asking guys. And I'm like, hey, remember when you were doing this and you were, you were getting the candy, now you're driving? It's like either you're getting old or what. But it, it, it's just a lot of fun. For, for stories like that, they're, they're all so memorable. Oh, they are. And I, I'm just, I'm having a blast. This is so much fun. Well, the one thing I know, but we're going to wrap this up, Cindy, is your sponsors are loyal to you, and they have been since your four-cylinder days so you know with the season wrapping up and i don't think there's gonna be much you have to do before next year but let's let's let the listeners know who's helping out the number 83 well um i got some new sponsors on i'll tell you my biggest biggest sponsor is fama construction i raced against john in the number 55 in the modified and he stepped in and uh, has been really helping my crew so um thanks to him i have uh, my preferred insurance berkshire hathaway request cindy.com acquire settlement services liberty inspectors um and Kimberly Contracting still on. He's been on for many, many years. Well, there's one other person that's on there. I think I'm talking to her. That's me, Cindy at Berkshire <laughs> Hathaway. But hey, I can't forget the good guy on the hood. I forgot about Zambo Tree Service. He stepped up this year, and uh, he's been absolutely amazing. 
we've talked about your sponsors, but I, I can look and I know there's tons of guys and ladies around this car all the time, whether it's here at the racetrack or back in the garage. So let's let the, let's let the listeners know who they are as well. Um, my crew is really just uh, Chris Rigo, Patrick uh, Parlock, um, now John Fama, and myself. Uh, lots of people on the Fama crew have actually come over and they're, they jump in and they're doing things that I didn't realize, you know, that they just jumped in. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to do that now. So, um, But let me tell you, too, the uh, Speedway owners have been absolutely amazing about the fact that they wanted me to get into something. Um, so, uh, you know, from parking cars with the fire department, I'm a member of the fire department. I helped them out for a couple weeks. And I tell you, the fans were like, hey, we don't like seeing you out here. We want to see you on the track. So I'm just glad. And thank you to Richard Palagruda, um, uh, Larry Hamminger, and um, John, John Marco. How could I forget him? He's been, they've been amazing in Mickey Morocco. So. Well, the best part of them is as owners of the track they're all involved some way with mm-hmm. racing so and, and I, we could sit here and tell stories for it would take up way too much time how they help so many people in no matter what division it is and, and that's the, I, I think when you guys come to Jennerstown it's that's one of the main reasons if like you said you were away you wanted to get back absolutely well Cindy it's been great talking to you we're just going to say get out there and learn and have a great winter and we'll look forward to seeing the 83 we're not going to see a 55 on the car with the family connection are we no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> folks if you've if you, it's, it, that's just an inside joke because john usually runs 55 and cindy's been 83 as long as i can remember well cindy from myself and don back in north carolina you know we wish you the best what's left for this season, which is one more race, and, and look forward to seeing you out next year. Uh, thank you so much, and hey, take care. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. 
It's that time of year. The 34th annual Pittsburgher Weekend featuring the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is upon us. It all kicks off Friday night, September 30th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with five divisions of racing co-headlined by night number one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series, as well as the inaugural Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. We move to Saturday, October 1st, where the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series brings the top late model drivers in the nation to take on our region's best for their shot at $20,000. Joining the Lucas Oil Late Models will be night two of the 10,000 to win Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Who will tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile? Who will write their names into the history books? You'll want to be there to see it for yourself. The Pittsburgher Weekend, Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. For tickets and all information, visit ppms.com and follow us on Facebook, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're in Jennerstown Speedway, and it's championship night, and one division already has it locked up in the Martellus late models. Barry Audi, congratulations on championship number eight, back-to-back -back this year and last year. In your wildest dreams, 10 wins, probably up there with the highest and the, the asphalt cars in the Northeast. 19 top fives out of 20 races. You've been doing this a long time, and they call you the professor. Obviously, you've schooled yourself and your team well this year because I, you, this is a one hell of a year you put together. Yeah, I mean, it's. I got to thank my crew, my sponsors. I mean, if it wasn't for them too, I mean, that's. I mean, we work hard in the garage to have it right when we get here. You win races at the garage, not at the track. Well, that was a concept that you learned from your dad. I mean, that's. It's you know it's hard to you know envision tell people if you don't race, the fun part of the week is race day because it's probably the easiest. You don't have a short long drive here, but it's you sit there and all all the fruits of your labor that you did that you you can see in hot laps and in the heat race and make the adjustments for the feature. And this year, like you said, I've interviewed a lot of guys this in the last few weeks, and my theme is for some of the older ones. Age hasn't caught up to you, but you're still having fun. There's going to be a point in time, and I, and I know Barry Audi, you're never going to be away from this sport. That's just impossible for you. So someday you're going to wake up and tell the crew, you know, it's just I don't want to drive anymore. But, you know, just even before the interview tonight, you know, I see, you know, Will Hemminger, guys coming over, you know, picking your brain because you have the experience. But besides that, Barry, that's something that you love to do. You got that from your father. Well, you meet, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of good people you meet in racing. I mean, that's 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 way more than what people think that, you know, racing isn't just about racing. It's the people you meet. I mean, a, a lot of guys I work with, at the end of the day, when they have work, they go home and watch TV, you know. I mean, I go go in a garage, work every night, and come up here and, and, and help people out. And, and it's definitely uh, it's definitely cool to, to be around a lot of good people. You know, when you've won as many championships as you had, I don't want to say that one's more special than the other, and you've just won back-to-back. -back. But, you know, coming off a year that you've had, even you that's raced 30-plus years, has to surprise you. 
Oh, we we usually start out the year with a pretty good setup, and then it would it would uh, go away a little bit when it got hot and stuff. So this year here, uh, we made sure we it's just almost like a dirt track. We change stuff every night at the track, just like a dirt track to to make the car right. Well, that's just that's what you said because you know with my my background in dirt racing, you know we're constantly changing the angle, changing this, maybe changing a gear, but it in the asphalt basically. Other than maybe a tire pressure and maybe a slight adjustment, there's really not, most guys don't really do anything. Or if they do, they go completely opposite and go too far. Yeah, I mean, we, honestly, we we didn't get locked on a setup. We, I mean, we won last week and we changed stuff for this week. I mean, we're already testing other stuff for next year to see if it works or not. Well, again, you have the advantage to with the experience to try to test something. But some of the younger guys, they they I, I watch them come up to you and, and they look kind of confused but again if, if you don't try it you're not going to know if it works right right i mean that's we're constantly doing stuff and the car's good enough if you miss it a little bit you're still not bad but i mean yeah, that's how you learn mary you talk about working in the garage you know four or five nights a week with the people that are there to, to come and help you this is your time to let our listeners know who these people are uh, the Wheeler family, Stoystown Auto, uh, Struck Auto Body, Total Mobility, uh, Pro Disposal, uh, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, uh, Hampton Inn, uh, North Store Equipment, uh, everybody. I mean, it's it's. I mean, a lot of great people help me out. Morocco's tailgates, uh, just everybody. You know, Pro, Pennsylvania Propane. I mean. Uh, Everybody on that car I know, and they, they, they sponsor me because they, they like racing and me. So, I mean, that's what's nice about it. But just to wrap things up, how fun has it been this year? I mean, you've had some years where you're a little bit off, but to come back and to race at a track that you and your family have known so well and to achieve the success that you've had, and, and, and obviously you're still enjoying it because if you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't be doing it. Right, well, we only had one rain out all year long, so uh, it's getting, I mean, I'm ready for it to quit because I'm getting tired. Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, you've had 20, or this is like the 21st race. Normally, you run maybe 12, 13 a year, so this is like almost the third season if you would normally run it. So, again, with that, it's harder on equipment, harder on tires, even harder. It's more expense. Well, back in the day in dirt, we'd run Wednesday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, I, was, I mean, now, I mean, on asphalt, we used to run Motordrome Fridays, Jennerstown Saturday, and Clearfield on Sunday. Now that's like mowing grass days and stuff. You know, I mean, you have to do work at home instead of race. You know, I don't think you're, I know you'll do work at home, but still, if there's an opportunity for Barry Golly to come to a racetrack, I know you're going to be here. Well, from myself and Don back in North Carolina, we want to congratulate you on your 2022. Learn Elite Model Track Championship. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. 
As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Joey could tell us. We're going to start naming you Mr. End of the Season. Last year you picked up the win at Fall Fest. It was your first win in, I want to say a decade and a half. 15 years. 15 years. Okay, I, I was right, a decade and a half. Here you are tonight, and there's Stephen Hazlitt. Look at Stephen up here giving you a thumbs up. Hey, Stephen. Hazlitt. I need you to come down here, too. But, you know, this has to put a little extra step in your bounce, bounce in your step, or whatever I'm trying to say, as we're going into Fall Fest, you're the defending winner, and that is coming up in two weeks. Uh, yeah, I I definitely don't like winning races that way. I wish I could have just held on to the win there, the clean way. But um, I guess you you can take a win, you'll take it, you know. Um, but uh. I'm not my respect for Steven and all the guys I race with. Everybody races me clean. I try to do the same in return. And um, oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this, this division is tough, to say the least. Uh, we've got so many good drivers in this class. And um, I, I, I thought that I had a chance. I mean, I was rolling Steven in, and that lap traffic there made it interesting. But uh, I, I had him for a second here on the last lap over in turn uh, one and two. And come on, turn two, uh, made a wrong decision. It would have cost me to race. And unfortunately, uh, Steven got DQ'd there in tech. Um, but I know that he'll be strong coming back in two weeks for Fall Fest. Um, and we will definitely do everything we can to defend our, our win as well from last year. And um, one thing I owe my dad, um, he got on me about one thing when we won Fall Fest last year. He said, you forgot to thank one person. So I'm not going to make up for that because it's been bothering me since that happened. It was me, wasn't it? It, it was you 
But it was also to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I will not forget that. That was my mistake, so I'm making up for it. I apologize, but, you know, you can never forget me. I mean, I've been here for all your wins. Absolutely. You've been here a long time just like me. This is home for both of us. And uh, it's just kind of weird that, you know, the night that we decided to bless some people tonight with some gift cards and whatnot, and we're going to do the same thing for the employees here in a few weeks for uh, Fall Fest. It's kind of weird when you bless people that the blessing comes back around the same exact day. You know, it's just amazing. Hey, Joey, I, I know, you know, last year that win was probably the highlight of your racing career, not because it was Fall Fest, but because you got to spend it with your wife and kids and your dad and everybody. Well, everybody's here again. Hi, absolutely. Uh, it's Fall Fest last year, it meant the world to me. I mean, like I said, that was that meant more to me than winning an 06 championship. Just you go so long without winning a race. You know, now I got my kids. I mean, just, just to walk into this place each and every week, I, I never thought this place would open again, honestly. My wife was, thought it was crazy. There's times I'd bring it down the end of the street, like, you see that dirt road right there? I used to race there. <laughs> when the doors are open, now we get to race every week. I mean, no matter where we finish, this is home to me. I mean, I just enjoy and appreciate every moment that I get to spend here. And, and I try to reflect that to everybody that's around me. I'm just, I'm just so grateful to race here, honestly. And, and this is home to me, as I always say. And that never-die attitude, for those fans who aren't aware, a couple weeks ago, uh, Joey had some transportation issues bringing the car to the track. It might have taken nine hours, but when you got here, um, we, we want to talk about some sportsmanship. Brett Hutera, Tommy Dembowski, uh, Jacob Ware, their crews were unloading your car helping you get ready to go out there, strapping the car. And you know what? It just goes to show it doesn't matter what's going on. We are still one big family here. Uh, for sure. Uh, hats off to those guys. I mean, that just shows who they are and what they're all about as well to just jump in. I mean, they literally just come off the racetrack from their own feature, dropped everything to come help me get on the racetrack. I mean, that just says so much about those guys. Um, sorry, my kid's getting away. <laughs> so, uh so, yeah, that just says a lot about those guys. And, um, you know, my dad was the force behind us getting in there that night. I, I think I might have thrown the hat a couple of times. He's like, no, we're making it. I mean, my dad is just, he never stops working. I mean, he's just an inspiration to me. Like, when I have a, a never-give-up attitude, I definitely inherit from my dad. I mean, he just, he's a workaholic. I mean, he works so hard, sometimes we have to remind him, like, you got to eat something. I mean, he just never stops working. So, uh that's a big thanks to him, and like I said, to those guys for jumping in and helping us. And uh, I, I felt bad for the fans, and the other teams having to wait a couple seconds here for me to get on a racetrack, but we're very thankful we got the race. But uh, hopefully we don't have to go through that again. <laughs> and let's not forget, it, racing wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for companies like Hoods Up Quick Lube, Snyder Graphics, uh, Fast Eddie, Tires, and uh, anybody else we forgot? Uh, yeah, we got... Hoods Up is our main sponsor. That's my cousin Gary's shop. Um, we're going to redo this whole body for next year. This is going to be my 20th year in racing coming up. I don't know how many years on so we have left in racing. Hopefully it's a lot, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but we're going to redo this whole body next year. Hopefully we can get some sponsors on board. Um, we're going to definitely try to get a little more aggressive on that. Um, other than that, uh, I want to thank my dad, of course. He, he's the crew chief. He keeps this all going. He puts countless hours in this car during a week, and he gets yelled at it before when he gets home because he's gone too long away from home. 
And then we got Danny here. Uh, you know, I've, I've driven Danny's cars. I drove his 25 car. He got the 20 cars still sitting in the garage there. Maybe we'll pull it out next year. I thought it was going to happen this year, but we decided to just keep this 33 going here. So maybe next year for the 20. Uh, my wife, I'm not going to forget you. Don't worry. She's looking at me, giving me the eye. <laughs> she, she takes these kids on every week, which is a, especially this little guy. <laughs> they're, they're a handful, and she's here every week with us, you know, taking care of the kids and being a, a big supporter of my racing career here. And um, my, my brother, Brad, he owns like 99% of this car. <laughs> and he lives in Florida. And, um, you know, he, he does everything he can with phone calls. I mean, he uses vacation time to fly up here and spend it with us. Like, he, he's just so into racing. And he, he's the greatest brother you could possibly ask for, you know, to, to support me so much with my racing. He know much. Me and my dad love it, and um, he, he does everything he can to keep it all going. Um, is there anybody else I'm forgetting? <laughs> uh, Bo. Yes, Bo. Bo's the last person here. Um, he uh, let me wheel his car about six weeks ago, I think it was. He also bailed me out last year when we broke down in another time, <laughs> got us to the racetrack. And um, he's basically like a teammate to us, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to help Bo uh, He'll be back next year. Right now he's going through some uh, medical situation. But uh, we'll help him out next year, try to get him going and get him faster. Race fans, give a round of applause your future winner tonight, Joey could tell us. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner. 
who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Savo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. He's climbing out of the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner in the Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks. He's going up top. Tyler Dietz gets it done. First career feature win here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. You couldn't tell, though, because it looks like you've been around this time track a time or two. Really impressive victory here tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a track that I probably thought that I, uh, wouldn't really ever get a win at, and, uh, a couple guys, uh, were trying to get me to come to this, uh, Bob Walters Memorial next week, so I was like, well, if I'm going down there, I'm only changing the gear once, we'll try, uh, get a little practice so I could try to run with the 55 car or anybody else who comes down here, uh, I know how good they are, and, you know, I don't race on a lot of big tracks, and, uh, Everybody always picks on me for it, say I can't run on the big tracks or one-track wonder or this or that. So it's pretty cool to come down here and uh, get a win. You had some experience or had some practice, rather, racing at Hagerstown last week, picking up a feature win. So I wouldn't necessarily call you a one-track wonder, but you're not unfamiliar to competition racing at Lernerville, racing with that 55 of Chris Schneider. Plenty of competition coming here next week in six days for the inaugural Bob Walters Memorial, as you made mention to. Yeah, he's uh, probably the best stock car driver uh, that you know that I've ever known. Uh, you know, but uh, he is uh, such a good driver, and he's so smooth. Uh, I definitely am never going to outdrive him. So if I want to beat him, I have to have my stuff 100% stuck to the racetrack and make no mistakes. Uh, that's the only way I can beat him. Speaking of stuff, this car was just a bunch of tubes at the beginning of the season you put this car together over the off season and piloted to a 2022 track championship at Lernerville piloted here to a win tonight as well yeah we uh at the end of the year last year I can't remember what race it was maybe World Charlotte or something coming home from there I told Todd I said I think we're going to build another pro stock you know because I took the year off last year to focus on the late model I'm like let's build another pro stock I love building the cars and uh everyone thought I was crazy we started building it and then uh, my brother started picking on me running his mouth saying that uh, I'd never get it finished so I kind of got my butt in gear and uh, everybody jumped in and helped and we got it finished and uh, 
the coolest thing ever was taking it out Lernerville opening night. I didn't get to practice this thing. I literally finished it the day uh, of opening night, and I would have missed two races if it didn't rain out, but we took it out there. First time I ever sat in it, it won the feature, so that was really cool. This is a totally different design, different than everybody else has. I, I wanted to make something, you know, a little bit different. Everybody kind of copied my last car a little bit, and uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to build something that they can't copy. People, you mentioned help. People that you would like to thank for helping you out this season. Yeah, I got to thank Todd for all his work. Lexi, Lex, my daughter, she can run a milling machine, welder. She can do a lot of stuff. And uh, I got to thank all my sponsors. Couldn't do it without Fox Trucking, Moody Sales and Service, Kip Johnson Upholstery, Dockerty Motorsports, 955 Automotive, CR Welsh Notary, and Dan DeWalt Cement Finishing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for tonight's feature winner and the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. Tyler Dietz gets it done here for the first time. He's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Here for tonight's feature winner of the 20-lap Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model Feature Event, the Crusher, Mike Norris. Calm, cool, collective, man. You act like you've done this before, maybe a couple of times. Third win on the season and four starts here. Uh, you don't come here often, but when you do, you certainly have this track figured out. Yeah, I say it every time. I love this place. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I say we, but it was mainly um, Vinny and Nico put this car together. Um, we had a pretty bad crash here a couple weeks ago, and this is a new piece, and I uh, figured we'd come down and shake it down before next week, and... Uh, she was on a rail all night. We got a couple little bugs to work out, but uh, they did an awesome job. I got to thank them. And uh, um, Vinny's wife bought the body for the car. My sister Mindy, you know, it's a whole family effort. And uh, Ingram went through the motor after we tried to tear the wall down with it. And uh, Integra Shocks, Rocket Chassis, um, Corey Fox Trucking, everybody that helps me, Dakota, say hi to my wife and uh, my grandparents over in turn four there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I was about to be where I was going with that, but before I do, you spoke about the body of the car. Uh, one with a pink ribbon on the outside. Who is that in dedication to for those at home that don't know? Yeah, that's for my grandmother. She's a two-time defending against uh, breast cancer. And, uh, you know, my grandfather's going through some health stuff right now also. So this is for them and really for anybody who's suffering from that stuff. You know, I'm, we're all lucky enough. Every day we wake up and we're healthy, so sometimes we take that for granted. So uh, thanks to all your fans for sticking it out, and uh, we'll see you guys later. And before we wrap things up, the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial coming up for the Rush Touring Series next week, Friday, September 30th, Saturday, October the 1st. Big money on the line, but not only that, the Pittsburgher. I'm sure you're going to be a competitor with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Is that correct? Yeah, we'll have both cars here. So, uh, like I said, looking forward to it. Hopefully the weather cooperates. And uh, if they get it like this, we'll be, I'll be happy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Michael Norris, your winner tonight. He's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear for tonight's feature winner in the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply, Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Cole Holden gets it done here tonight. Long time to saw you back here earlier this month, I believe it was, and uh, two wins on the season here at Pittsburgh, and uh, you're you're setting yourself up for a very bright career at the young age of 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, we love coming to Pittsburgh. It's always a different animal. Um, the monster half mile. Uh, feels great to get another win here this season. Uh, wish we had a couple more races here, but uh, well, I guess we'll have to see you back here next year. But, yeah, love coming here. You have five wins in your career here at this Speedway, but you talk about Rush Modified competition. You've now got 17 wins with the Rush Modifieds. You're getting up there in the all-time wins list at, again, a very young age. Yeah, yeah, we, um, we like to keep everything good during the week make sure go over all the nuts and bolts we make sure uh, everything's good and we usually run fairly well so a big thanks to all my crew for
for taking care of the car during the week. Uh, my dad, Dana Holden, uh, Paul Campbell, Scott, and Bill. Big thanks to my girlfriend, Elise Hedges. And um, I also got to thank the sponsors, Holden Resources, uh, Baker Motorsports, and, of course, Troyer Dirt Cars. You're a natural at this, man. Congratulations once again to tonight's feature winner of the Havas Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modified Feature Event. Cole Holden gets it done here tonight. He's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner and the 2022 track champion in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. Tell you what, man, it's only fitting. 19 feature races throughout the course of this 2022 season. It comes down to the last night. Not only that, it comes down to the last lap. You got Logan right behind you, challenging for the win. Makes the last move over in the bottom of three, but you have the momentum up high. You bring home not only your fifth career victory or fifth season victory of this season, but you also come home with a back-to-back championship. Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, I had a feeling this car still had one more left in there, so I went out there and gave it all she had, and she ended up holding together for me. You told me at the beginning of the season, and I think it was even last season too, you know, what do you look for in a season? What do you look for as far as career or season goals? And you say, we just want to win. That's it. That's your only goal. You had that in your mindset tonight, and you did that here tonight as well. Yeah, I definitely couldn't do it without these people here helping me, and uh, we just wanted to come out here and defend our track championship and uh, ended up working out in our favor, and here we are today. A pretty unique situation with yourself. Not only that, your 16-year-old brother racing right with you, not only on a weekly basis, but when it came to the points championship as well, he was in contention. How much fun was that knowing that there were three of you at one point in contention, but one of them being your own flesh and blood? It was a really fun, uh, really hard battle back and forth between the siblings, between me and my brother. But, you know, we just had fun with it and just came out here and kept ourselves clean and, uh, you know, just worked together. So come Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas Eve, Christmas time, New Year's, are you just going to keep rubbing this in his face for one more year? You got some time to do it, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I could, but he's been doing pretty good in that pro stock, so I'm going to let him have it, so... You've been looking good in your crate late model, too. People that you would like to thank for putting together a successful 2022 campaign. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom and dad, A&F Engineering, Jeff Sorek, uh, Clean Line, Pull Jack Race Engines, Just Port, Hodge Automotive Repair Service, and uh, John Fosnight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear one more time for tonight's feature winner and 2022 track champion in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill gets it done. Proudly presented Rappin' on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all.